Hi friends. Before we get started, I wanted to give y'all a heads up regarding this episode's contents. The newest entry in the Texas Chainsaw series features a character whose backstory involves a school shooting. We try to do our best to provide adequate warnings for movies that we cover, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre's handling of this topic is done in pretty poor taste. That being said, if you feel uncomfortable listening to it, we totally understand and recommend skipping this episode. We've included timestamps for when our discussion of the movie begins and included resources for trauma counseling in the episode description. Thank you. Welcome to Monster Masquerade. Today, we're not covering an entire series. <laughs> we, we we're could. just covering two movies. Yay. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the very first Texas Chainsaw movie and the most recent one, because we've yeah. watched both. And they're wildly different, even though I think like in concept, they're supposed to be similar. Yeah, they tried, and I feel bad because the person who made the new one was like, they're like a big fan. <laughs> so I almost feel bad being like, this was really bad. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm just like. We'll get, we'll get to we'll it. We'll get to it. First, would you like to hear a fun fact? I love fun facts. So both of these movies are called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what the single difference between the two titles is? Is there a space between chain and saw? <gasps> there is. Wait, that's it? I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one, it is the Texas Chain Space Saw Massacre. And then this one is just the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ha-ha, I'm a genius. If you will remember all the way back to the summer of last year we went to the texas chainsaw house (laughs) yeah it was last year (laughs) it was a lot of fun it was it was super fun it feels like forever ago it does i want to go back i do too i want to go back now that i'm medicated yeah so i can actually like do stuff Mm -hmm. that'll be nice (laughs) except maybe not this summer because i feel like it's gonna be even hotter than it was last year no we should go in like end of a summer like into fall or like beginning of a summertime end of Mm, spring mm -hmm. that's a good idea that way it's not eight billion degrees outside yes i like that plan Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah we stayed at a place very near the texas chainsaw house or part of it uh, Mm -hmm. that's now a restaurant and it was a lot of fun we stayed in a train car and i've never done that before that was very that was cool. cute. I love that train car. I made a little fort. I stayed in the <laughs> bunk bed and I, I turned it into a fort. So that was fun. You had like a whole like climate control <laughs> little did. station there. I did because the AC blew directly into the bunk bed. And I, I draped blankets over it and the AC blew straight into it. Mm-hmm. So it was like the coldest place in Texas. Yeah, it was nice. We mostly just chilled out. We went to like the little lake nearby. And we went to a state park, mm-hmm. uh, the Devil's Waterhole, which oh, was the not Devil's that Hole. scary. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we watched a lot of scary movies and played a lot of Flux. That was so fun. I love Flux. I could play that for hours and hours and be happy. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Prior to that trip, I had not seen a single Texas Chainsaw movie. I had only seen the first, but like a long time ago. And just mm-hmm. because, you know, Texas Chainsaw, fun fact, they said it was a true story. It's not a true story. <laughs> but the area no. it's supposed to be based off of, my cousin lived there. So she was really into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like she, at her bridal party, I think it was, she like watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I grew up around that movie a lot that's so fun yeah she loved that movie you also that was the first time that you watched uh a a freddy movie it is it is i think i'd seen bits and pieces of the first one but i Mm. wasn't like paying attention so it was it was nice to finally watch them and we had pizza and it was so much fun yeah we ended up watching i think the first three texas chainsaw movies i really (laughs) i really like the first two the third one is not great. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's got that one guy. Yeah, it's got Aragorn in it. Are we ready for yes. history of Texas Chainsaw? I figured in this one, instead of like a play-by-play like we do for some movies, it would be more just like talking about Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, I have so many fun facts. It's so it's so like early and kind of definitive slasher that it is very straightforward. Yeah. So, like, they get to a house and there's cannibals and they get picked off one by one. Sometimes That's the plot. Just, just cannibals. <laughs> People die. There's a very iconic dinner scene, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But otherwise, I just got a bunch of background info and fun facts. Let's go. Heck yeah. So, the first Texas Chainsaw movie was produced and released in 1974. It was directed and written by Toby Hooper, with assistance from Ken Heinkel, who was like a producer on the film. You mentioned that it was like very loosely based off of Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. There was also like a serial killer in Houston named Elmer Wayne Henley that they kind of based him off of too. Aww. But it's, that's pretty much it as far as like the serial like killer element goes yeah you know what's Uh, funny is when i told people i went to the texas chainsaw house or like i got a shirt from there and i'll wear it to work sometimes because it's just like really comfy mm -hmm. people will be like where did you get that and i'll explain that we went to the texas chainsaw house and 90 percent of those people think that like i mean the like the house like where (laughs) a murderer lives and murdered people uh-huh. And they're like, that's I, so scary. And I'm like, it's a set piece. And they're like, yeah. what? And I have to explain. Like, They're like, no, it was true. And I'm like, even if it was true, they wouldn't have used the actual house. Like, it was, still would have been a set piece. Like, what? Yeah, no, it was just a random house in uh, Round Rock, Texas. Which yep. is like, like two-ish hours from the Capitol. My coworker also had, <laughs> had trouble, like, so understanding. Like, I think... I kind of think she thought it was a found footage movie type thing, honestly. That's so funny. But no, it's just a house. The The restaurant that it is now is like a portion of the house, like the front entrance. And that moved to Kingsland in 1993. And then they like had to renovate it because it sat still forever. And it was like falling apart. And they like opened the restaurant in 2012. If you will recall back to our our coverage of the first Evil Dead movie, there's a lot of parallels here when you talk about like the production of it, because it was a very small team. They filmed it. Well, this one, they filmed it like over the course of 
a summer, I think. It was too hot. Mm -hmm. They didn't do it as long as uh, Sam Raimi did, but the conditions were also, like, very terrible. And by the end, like, all the actors just kind of hated Toby Hooper because it was so bad. Yeah, that really sucks because it's such a good movie, but don't treat your actors that way. (laughs) I think part of it was, like, literally just because of money so like they rented all of their equipment and the camera they got specifically is a 16 millimeter camera that required a whole lot of light to like actually pick stuff up so there are parts of this movie that are like pitch black and like you can't make out anything yeah like when she's running through the forest yeah what's happening (laughs) but when we get to like the dinner scene uh, which was filmed inside of a house you had to set up all of those like huge lights that produce a ton of heat and the weather is already like i mean it's texas in the middle of summer so it's like over a hundred degrees and they're in this like contained wooden house for hours trying to shoot this scene because so many of the props were like real animal carcasses and like different stages of decomposition and because they were using meat because meat's a big factor in this movie like it just the, the meat on the table and stuff like was going bad as they were filming it. And so it just smelled bad and everybody was hot and just awful. Yeah. And like you can, you can definitely feel that as you're watching the movie. This movie just feels hot. It feels sweaty. It's like whenever you watch like <laughs> old Westerns mm-hmm. and you're like, ew, God, how are they wearing that many layers? Like it feels like that. <laughs> like, it's just like a sticky movie. Yeah. Like, I can feel the mosquitoes around me and just hear the cicadas. And I'm like, yeah, this is Texas. But the, the movie uh, tackles themes of, like... It's, it's basically, like, a big middle finger to the whole concept of the American dream. Because mm-hmm. uh, Toby Hooper was, like, very disillusioned with the U.S. government because of the straight-up lies they were getting about the Vietnam War and people who were coming back in a ton of pain and unable to work and stuff and how, like, those veterans didn't receive assistance. And then you also had Watergate, so, like, the actual recordings of Nixon doing subterfuge and committing all kinds of illegal acts in the highest level of uh, government. So uh, he was kind of just like, yeah, fuck this. I'm going to make a movie where, uh, quote, man is the real monster. <laughs> yeah, like the original, we live in a society. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really is. <laughs> I was trying to explain that to someone the other day because uh, we were talking about the new Texas Chainsaw, which we'll get into. Uh, he was pointing out, like, it's all over the place. Like, was it supposed to be about this and this? And like, oh, well, let me tell you about the original. And like, <laughs> so like, said, like, pretty much what you said. Yeah, but, like, that's why Leatherface wears a mask, because, like, he's not supposed to be human, because they don't see him that way. Um, That's why it talks about, like, oh, the plant shut down, because, like, people can't work and produce meat, and no one lives here anymore, because there's no reason to. Yep. I feel pretty bad for Leatherface in the first one. I start feeling progressively less bad for him. (laughs) Less bad as the movies go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he is, like... He is the first big, hulking, scary human person in movies, I think. Mm-hmm. Because really before this, as far as like slashers went, I think you only had Psycho. So there weren't, there weren't like established tropes really to this new slasher genre. 
And so they had to base a lot of it off of like the concept or they, they create the, the concept of the final girl with these two movies. So like you're every person who uh, the audience is supposed to relate to. And then there's a, there's a very interesting book, Men, Women, and Chainsaws by Carol J. Clover. I think she's like a mm. film critic. I started to read it, but some of the ideas are like very, just by the nature of the title, like very steeped in gender. And I feel like a lot of it is kind of outdated. Um, it's very interesting, but it is like looking at the final girl trope through like a lens of feminism that is very neat. Yeah, it is very neat. I mean, I think Texas Chainsaw can really be like, I feel like I consider it like the first real slasher, and I think that's why it feels different from other slashers. Yeah, because like after this came out, that's when you had like Halloween. Halloween, and I don't know, there are a whole bunch of them that I just can't think of the name of right Halloween now. Halloween and another whole bunch of them. <laughs> another whole bunch of, because it was a little bit before like Friday the 13th, yeah. right? Um, but I mean, there was enough time like between the first Texas Chainsaw movie and the second that by the time the second produced, those tropes were established. And so like Texas Chainsaw 2 is kind of a satire on the thing that it like created. Texas Chainsaw 2 is so good. I don't care what anybody says. It's so good. I think it's my favorite in the series, yeah. honestly. I know we're not talking about it here, but I, I definitely go watch it, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to cover it in another episode and then maybe we can get like real deep into the final girl stuff. Yeah. The comparison between Sally and Stretch is very interesting. Yeah, it's so good. This movie has a lot of meat in it, right? Like Leatherface used to work at the meat processing plant and he hooks people onto meat hooks and this whole thing. So in later years, Toby Hooper was like, oh yeah, this is definitely a metaphor for, for vegetarianism. And the number of like film people and just people who have watched this movie and then afterwards been like, yeah, I think I'm done eating meat. I'm, I'm just going to eat veggies because this is gross. Is really staggering. Toby Hooper said that during the production and afterwards he couldn't eat meat. Guillermo del Toro was a vegetarian for a little bit after watching this movie. I feel like becoming a vegetarian all the time. And I can see definitely how this movie <laughs> would do that. Because it's gross. It's gross. I was a vegetarian for two years after going to the zoo and looking at a cow. And being like, I love this cow. <laughs> mm -hmm. So like watching that movie, it's like, ew, meat yeah. is gross. It's it's real nasty. And it plays into that whole idea of like, people is just meat too. Like we think Leatherface <laughs> no, and his family. That's, lit that's it though. That's like the argument. Like we think Leatherface and his family are monsters. But look at that sweet moo cow and tell yourself that you're not any different. It's, I don't know. I still enjoy a bacon. <laughs> I hate eating meat, but my diet's already so limited. Mm. But I would never eat people. I'd like to make that clear. Yeah, no, I would, <laughs> I, I, would and I, I would not eat a people. <laughs> Do we need to specify that? We would not we, eat people. We would not eat people on this podcast, okay? Don't That's worry. our stance, and we're sticking to it. <laughs> if you don't That's agree, so get out of here. It is the most Texas movie, except for Gunnar Hansen, because I think he's from like Iceland or something. But yeah. like, the rest of the actors were all unknowns, and they were either from like the Dallas theater productions or like literally went to the University of Texas at Austin, and like that's how Toby Hooper knew them and stuff. And so, 
They didn't really get any of them to come back for the other movie we're going to be talking about either. No, Sally makes like a real brief cameo in the second movie, but that's it, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the the actress who played Sally uh, passed away before they could do this last sequel. I don't know if she would have even wanted to, though. Yeah, no, they do her character real dirty. Yeah, well, and I feel like if they had such a bad time on set, they're probably like, ah, nah. Right. Like, like, I'm done. (laughs) That's fair. I think the thing that stands out most about this movie is probably the dinner scene, which Mm -hmm. is like where most of your film analysis and stuff comes from and where people like to dissect it. There are children screaming in the background and it's adding to the ambiance. Yeah, my sister's singing in the background. There's like (laughs) screaming children. This is a very haunted episode. (laughs) Like you said, Leatherface is a very sympathetic character in this first one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And he is essentially, like, filling the role of the motherly figure who is Uh supposed to feed everybody and is constantly berated by the father figure. It's weird because they're both his brothers and and then it's grandpa. So, like, I don't know, they're awful to him. Nubbins. Nubbins. Nubbins and what's his name? There's, like, a lot of implied incest stuff, too. Yeah, I I think that comes in, like, the later movies. Mm -hmm. Like... But it's weird. It's weird. Uh, yeah, and it, it's, it's like, this is the nuclear family. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> you, put these, you put these characters into these pigeonholes. And then you just have Sally, who is, like, horrified at the whole thing. And is just, like, screaming the entire time. Yeah, which, I mean, you know, for its time, it's a pretty unique idea. Like, people mm. in the 70s were not, like, caring about that kind of stuff. I mean, they were, but, like, they were just deemed weird hippies and, like, ignored. Right. Yeah, for sure. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Is there anything else? This movie's also very quiet. Like, there's not a ton of music except for, like, some ambient stuff. It does get very loud later on when the chainsaw is going, but even that doesn't happen for a while. And then, like, the last bit of it is, like, is just, just screaming. And chainsaw and glass breaking. <laughs> there is, at the end, there's a character that's driving a semi. And <laughs> he's my favorite because he just, like, runs away. We never he's see so him fun. again. It's so funny because she's, like, running and then this truck pulls up and then gets slashed <laughs> at the door. And the guy just runs. And we it, where does he go? <laughs> I do not know. He runs over nubbins and then we never see him again. Yeah, he's out of here. <laughs> what do you like about this movie mm, i think just everything about it like i really mm. like how it just feels sweaty mm-hmm. um i really like just the we live in a society but like the og we live in a society you know and uh-huh. I, I cannot lie i liked the joker film too so like i as much of a meme as it is i do like the we live in a society commentary sometimes I haven't seen that still. It's good. I Maybe that's a hot take and people are going to be like, wow, Mint has got horrible opinions. But I <laughs> thought it was good. I don't know. I liked it. I'm sure it's okay. It's just the the fanboys that that annoy me. The ones who like take it seriously. I don't know how fanboys could have even watched it and like taken a completely different meaning away from it. That's, mm-hmm. that's another day. Another conversation that's another for topic. another day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why 
Toby Hooper decided to go with a chainsaw for this movie. I don't. Is it because it's loud and annoying? No, because he was stuck in line at a like a hardware store and he was like, what would be the fastest way to cut through all of these annoying people? He said, chainsaw. My God. You know, I used to play a lot of Left 4 Dead 2. And Mm -hmm. that's whenever I learned that a chainsaw would not be very beneficial in real life. because It's going to get stuck on the clothing and stuff. That didn't stop them from using a real chainsaw on set, though. Like they did. Gunnar Hansen brought, yeah, like a, brought a chainsaw like real close to one of the main actors' head. Mm, that's not safe. Yeah, no, definitely. Why not. did they do that? Because <laughs> it was cheap, and I guess they didn't know how to take the chain off the actual saw. All right. Okay. So we don't approve of cannibalism. We don't approve of chainsawing people. Yeah. No. Bad behavior. <laughs> don't do those things. Which like it's kind of it's kind of funky because like the other thing about this movie is that is not it's not as gory as you might think. It's the meat, but it's not like gore gore. Mm-hmm. And that's that's because uh, Toby Hooper was trying to go for a PG rating. What? Because PG PG thirteen didn't exist at that time, right? So it was either PG or rated R, and he thought by like avoiding all the gore. They'd be a little more lenient on him. The cannibalism. Uh, Instead, they said, no, this is rated R. And then a bunch of countries banned it. Yeah. Uh, Like the film was banned in the UK. I think they even, even after like they lifted the ban, they had to change the title of it because like the word chainsaw couldn't be included. What? As part of their censorship laws. That's weird. Yeah. Why was it banned? It was just like this movie was super controversial at the time it came out because it was just like seen as this depraved like like, you know how people freaked out when Hostel came out or like the first Saw movie. Yeah, yeah. It was like that, essentially. So like there are people still who are like, oh, yeah, I like really weird horror. And then they're like, I like Saw. (laughs) Okay. okay. Saw is a soap opera. (laughs) A soap opera. Soap sop soap sopra. That's it. There we go. Soap opera. <laughs> and even critics when they were watching it, like they thought it was super misogynistic because like all the dude characters like got killed super fast and then they're just torturing Sally for the better part of like an hour or yeah. forty five minutes. This movie's also very short too. It is a pretty short movie. And so, like, I don't think it received the acclaim until, like, a couple of years later, like, once horror really picked up and got popular um, after Halloween. Yeah. And I think, too, a lot of people probably believed it was based off a true story. Because it does mm. it does feel like it could, like, I could, still, to this day, I could be in the middle of nowhere and find a house that looks like that with a weirdo family in it. But, yeah, I, I get why people were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but eventually, people liked it. Because it's super good. I think it's just re- done really well. Like, it's simplistic, but that's not... I think we've said that before. Like, mm-hmm. simplicity can be a really good thing if it's done Simplicity really is my well. favorite. Mm. I, things that are simple, they're always better. Yeah. Just always. I can't think of something that didn't push the envelope by just, like, doing what is, what's going to work. And not trying to add mm. a bunch of weird stuff. I think pretty much if you're if you're looking at the grand scope of the series, like the first two entries are 
seen in a pretty positive light, and then it gets kind of mixed to like downright negative in some of the later What's ones. What's the second one rated on Run? Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two got forty-seven percent from critics and a forty-four percent from the audience. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so not good. bad. It's not bad. Because for older movies, like prior to the internet, I think you can literally just like submit old reviews that people find. Oh. So maybe that makes sense. Yeah, maybe. Texas Chainsaw is a very good movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will briefly like touch on like how wildly the concept of the final girl changed even from like the first Ch- uh, Texas Chainsaw movie to the second one. Because, and I mean, there are some qualities that like overlap because a lot of it deals with like the idea of purity, right? Yeah. Um, like characters have to be celibate. Sally's not doing the do or making out with her boyfriend so she doesn't die. And Stretch is just like not interested in dating people. So they're clear on that front. But like in Psycho and in the first Texas Chainsaw movie, like the solution is to like not act in violence. Like, Sally just runs away and is kind of traumatized. And that's the end of the movie. Like, she gets away, but is she really going to be okay? Mm. Mm. <laughs> the newest movie says, no, she's definitely not okay. Gonna need uh, some therapy. Right. But, like, Stretch in Texas Chainsaw Part 2 is real fucking scrappy. And, like, she will fight back and claw and tear. And she will even, like make use of her like sexuality to confuse Leatherface who is like a emotionally stunted individual. Yeah, it's a very odd, but it's good. Yes. It's taking me forever to read that book, but I think it would be really cool to do like a a deeper dive on the final girl trope eventually. True. Definitely. We can talk now about the new one. God, the new one <laughs> is such a mess. Let me change to my notes. <laughs> Let me change to my notes. Oh boy, look at that. It's only half a page. (laughs) If the first movie is like an intentional, like, fuck you nationalism type thing, the second one is like just kind of centrist, like apologies throughout the entire thing. It's so like, it's like the the Democrats Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's, It's very, it's weird. We'll get into it. So... As far as, like, production stuff, uh, the newest movie was directed by David Blue Garcia, who I couldn't see, uh, like, a ton of other credits when I looked him up. Um, I don't know what he did before this. Interestingly enough, to tie it back to The Evil Dead, the writer of this movie and the original, like, producer, like, the people who came up with the story, are the folks who did the 2013 Evil Dead sequel. Um, and both the like don't breathe movies oh those are good those are messed up so it's uh fidi alvarez and he's kind of a weirdo so i guess they came up with the story and then chris thomas uh devlin like wrote the rest of it based off of their skeleton and it just kind of fell apart this movie's a mess and i don't know I think my biggest hiccup with Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 is that I legitimately can't tell if it is being self-aware and like a little satirical because there are parts of it that definitely feel like campy and like are trying to say stuff about like requels and, you know, legacy characters and all of this, this like these political subjects 
there are parts of it that like it feels like an effort is being made but i can't tell if it's like just being done poorly or like if it is intentionally bad yeah and i think like they saw how well the new halloween's did they mm-hmm. saw i don't i mean the new scream kind of came out around the same time but it did really well so it's like this should have been good but then it was mm-hmm. just <laughs> and it's getting there's going to be another one like they got approved for another one did they i yeah. couldn't tell if they if they had or not or if it was still up in the air i'm pretty sure i saw somewhere that like yes there's going to be another one i know they want to because they tease in the in the marvel mid credits that let their faces going home wow. uh, but yeah this this movie is about a group of it takes place 60 years after the original, so mm-hmm. it's, it's supposed to be modern times. Uh, they got a self-driving car and everything, but a group of hipsters are moving to this small, deserted Texas town so that they can gentrify it and have like their own little hipster commune. Yep. Like, and it's not even it's not even like a hippie commune or, or no. like socialist or anything. Like, no. they're legitimately just trying to make money and like have a bunch of like shops <laughs> yeah it's just like rich kids being mm-hmm. like let's make a fun little town for other rich kids right so like this group of friends shows up because they are trying to make sure everything is set before a party bus full of in- potential investors arrives which are also from just the bank. Kids. i mean not yeah. kids i mean like young adults but they all look like i don't know i, I was just like <laughs> let, let me uh, let me ask could you buy a building and start your own business right now mint oh no definitely not but i guarantee <laughs> you there are people from austin who look and oh, act yeah, like that sure. that can they're definitely austinites yeah like. oh yeah they were for sure from austin so the first the first of hiccups uh, which also real brief before we like get too too deep into it um david blue garcia I can't decide if the other sequels are canonical or not. Like if the second movie happened because he likes the first two and then he says the the other ones are a mess. So like, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's not wrong. They are a mess. But like, yes, you should decide that before you make the movie. Yeah, because I don't know. It it does not feel in place with the, the Texas Chainsaw Part 2. Um, at all like the weather face is very different he feels more similar to the first one yeah he is not he's not a baby anymore though no now he's a big boy yes <laughs> the first i don't know i feel like this one will go a little bit more like plot thing because there's just like not there's not a lot of like fun facts no. and stuff they get otherwise. to the town they're like <laughs> Well, before they get to the town, they go to this gas station. Classic Texas Chainsaw. I was like, that's very promising, you know. But then they're just loudly making fun of this guy. So first of all, they're in Texas. (laughs) They're in the middle of nowhere. And this guy has like a little gun. Like it's like not even a big, huge gun. Like he's just got a gun, you know. And that's like, if you live out in the middle of nowhere and you're hunting and stuff, sure. Like, what? I wouldn't even question that. But these people are in their self-driving car, loudly well, being like, ew, look at that guy and his gun. Like, well, oh, my God. it's his God. truck that they're, like, oh, yeah, making his fun truck. of. His truck, too. I, I think they mentioned both. 
compensating like, for something yeah. with that truck. They're like, he's compensating. And they're saying it to where he could hear. And then he's like, <laughs> there's a lot of hogs around here. I gotta shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the feral yeah, hogs. Yeah. Jesus. And See, like, like, stuff like that makes me think that, like, it's it's it knows what it is, but also like I don't know, it's doing a real bad job of balancing that and like the serious yeah. stuff that it tries to get to later. And like, why would they? Why would they do that? To where, why didn't they get in the car and be like, "Ew, can you believe that guy's truck?" Like, no one would ever look at that guy, look at his gun, look at them being in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere, and be like, "What a loser!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no one would do that. I think. And then, like a bad rom-com, of course, he's, like, the only other person who lives in town because yep. he's the mechanic and the yep. maintenance man. Uh, but their first problem is that there's a little old lady who's living in a building. Um, well, not even that. They see a Confederate flag hanging oh, yep. up. And they're yep. like, we got to take that down. And so they go into this building, and then there's a lady in there. Uh, and she's she's like... Oh, please don't take down my flag. It's my grandpappy's or whatever. <laughs> he brought it back from the war. And uh, they're like, you can't live here. We own this. And she's like, I have the deed, though. And there's like a weird conflict. And eventually she gets so like heated that she has a heart attack and they have to like wheel her out. Um yeah. And that's the that's the inciting incident. They give this old lady a heart attack and then uh, her son picks her up. Her big adopted son, Leatherface, picks her up. He's not wearing the mask yet, but he picks her up and puts her in the ambulance slash fire or sheriff truck, whatever. Yeah, like a truck thing. And they go and she dies and he gets real fucking pissed. Yeah, he's really mad. And then that's why everybody dies. Yeah. He loves his not real mom. I will say the one like good thing they do about this movie is the gore and like practical effects. Like mm-hmm. that's some real good stuff because yeah. he like snaps the the deputy's wrist and like jabs him in the throat with his own bone. <laughs> that was wild. The gore was really good. The gore was He's really good. So strong. How is he so strong? I don't know. He's, and like he's been lifting Leatherface at the gym montage. And, like, that's the thing, right? We're explaining this lady and, like, is she not supposed to be there? Like, is she a terrible person because she has a Confederate flag hanging up? It turns out that she's right and she does own the land and she has a deed to it because they break into her house later and they just happen to not buy this one building. So it's like, oh, don't you feel silly for judging the little old lady? It's like, "Uh, I'm not, not really. I don't think the old lady deserved to die of a heart attack. She definitely didn't deserve to die, but like she doesn't need to have her, her flag hanging up because it's, yeah. it's, it's the modern day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Leatherface uh, crashes the truck and kills the two police officers. Uh, and then he tears off his mom's face so that he can have a mm-hmm. face mask. There's a lady in the car, too. <laughs> he kills uh, the sales guy's a uh, partner who mm. doesn't have a name. Like, I think it's literally like, I think his name is Derek. Is that right? I don't. Or Darren. I don't remember their name. But like in the subtitles, she's literally just called like Darren's partner. Yeah. Like she, she doesn't get a name. She just goes there to like die because she's trapped in the car. And she has to play dead, but then she's not. So then Leatherface has to like actually kill her. And then he walks. I, I don't 
know how many miles back to town to kill everybody else. He, <laughs> he walks sure so fast. He gets there that night and it was already kind of like sunsetty time. Uh-huh. And they drove there. So I don't know. I, teleportation. I don't I don't know. He's like Jason. He walks he just really fast. He, he just, maybe because he's so big. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> I don't even remember how does she get a hold because she tries to use the radio to like get help, right? Is mm-hmm. that how she dies? I think he just finds her after that anyway. Mm-hmm. I think he just goes after But she manages to get the attention of Sally, who decided to become a Texas Ranger and like for the sole purpose of hunting down Leatherface, <laughs> who she call she calls him Leatherface. Yeah, that's she weird. She calls him Weatherface. That's weird. That is weird. She wants revenge because she's doing he done killed her. Pretty whole bad family. job because he's in like basically the same location and he's this <laughs> massive man. It took her sixty years to find him. He just doesn't. He just sits around being massive. I feel like it's he's not that in hard. Walking distance of his old yeah, house. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't feel like it's that hard to find him. I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> So she's def- she's like a Laurie Strode uh, in the newest Halloween movies where she got real good with a gun. By God, she's going to kill that man if it's the last thing that she does. He tore off his mom's face over the radio, I think, and she goes to the town to go find him as like the huge storm clouds roll in. <laughs> Meanwhile, party bus time. <laughs> well, right before party bus, because the, the sales guy finds the deed. And the sister feels real guilty about it. And then Leatherface gets home and like fucks up that dude pretty bad. Not bad enough to kill him yet because we need him to walk out into the street and bleed a lot. But like, yeah, gets knocked out for a while. But Leatherface is home and he goes into his mom's room, even though he's not supposed to. And he starts tearing at the wall because guess what's in the wall? It's his chainsaw. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. and, <laughs> and guess what? It still works. After 60 years of sitting in the wall. That would not work. The only thing I can assume is they take it out of the wall once a year for maintenance. (laughs) (laughs) Which is ridiculous. Because, like, I don't don't know. He he gets all, he puts on his mom's makeup so that he's his Sunday best. Mm -hmm. And then he gets the chainsaw. And then he starts killing the main characters. And he chases the older sister because she's creeping around. And then she gets hit with a hammer like <laughs> like Thor. And you think she would fly backwards. But instead, she just comes crashing down like through the stairs and lands under the house. We watched that scene like three times. We rewound it's it so and watched it because it's really fun. That's a good it makes, scene. It makes no sense whatsoever. It makes the movie worth watching. Like watch the movie for that scene and the bus scene. Yes. They're, they're really those two scenes are really he good. Leatherface is too big, so he can't get her. But he starts using his chainsaw through the floor, and he eventually cuts through the septic line, and so she gets covered in poo water. Oh yeah, I forgot about the poo water. It's okay. It's raining, so she gets cleaned up that way, kind of. Mm, the smell. <laughs> it's raining. It's like super pouring, so they all go into the bus, and they're like mm. chilling in the bus. And then mm-hmm. the sisters, like, they, she gets Pooh Water sister out. And then they run onto the bus to be like, we got to get out here. And they're like, woo, yeah, we're partying. Oh, and, yeah, because Gun Guy also gets beat up pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, so then they follow the, he follows them onto the bus. But everyone's mm-hmm. partying. And then they just turn 
me to record him and they say you're gonna get so canceled for this <laughs> he's like hitting the side of the bus yeah. with his chainsaw or whatever before yeah. he breaks in and they just record him and they're like you're gonna get so canceled they're like live streaming on tiktok and the yeah. guy <laughs> the guy's like looking at him i like seeing the comments like this is fake and yeah he's, <laughs> he's like Try anything and you're canceled, bro. <laughs> oh no, I'm sure Leatherface cares. Like it's so weird. It almost felt like this was like a pro-Republican like movie yeah, at times. I don't I right. Like it felt it, like it, Facebook dads it, who were like mad at cancel culture <laughs> made a movie. That's uh-uh. what it felt like. Cause they're they're like caricatures of millennials and zoomers and yeah. it's just it's a fucking mess. So he kills yeah. all the people on the bus, and that's rad. There's a lot of blood. It like seeps through the door. Yeah, one the the bank lady tries to like crawl out the window, but gets cut in half. So she just like falls out. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the sisters escape through the roof of the bathroom as like blood is like pouring under the door. And that's a neat little effect. Yeah. And then they're about to get murdered, and then who shows up? Why it's rootin' tootin' Sally with her, <laughs> her shotgun. This part's so bad. Like, the bus scene was so fun that I was like, okay, sure. And then it just is so bad after that I was like, never again. I don't want to watch this. I can't, I can't remember. I think she, like, tries to shoot him and then immediately, like, goes flying backwards from, well, like, the shotgun's recoil. First, she's like, get in the car. You'll be safe. And then locks oh, them yeah. in the car. Oh, yeah. And then That's gets out. Right. And I was like... Ma'am, drive, drive them away to safety, you weird lady. Oh, she does not. <laughs> she just locks them in the car and then gets out of the car. Lori Strode she, would never. <laughs> and she misses her shot yep. with the shotgun. And then close. the chainsaw goes right through her torso. Uh-huh. She picks her up and like revs the chainsaw while she's on it, <laughs> like in the air for a good like 10 seconds before he just like throws her off. Yeah. This lady really sucked. Like, she she tried to find him for 60 years. He's a tall person living in the same house. <laughs> and then she misses the one shot that she had. Like, she was point blank. She's been training her whole it. life. And then just, oops. <laughs> God. I don't, I don't know what the point. Like, she literally gets thrown into the trash. Yeah, like, I don't know what the point of that was. I don't, I don't know. It kind uh, of ruined the movie for me, though. Right. I guess just and, then like, man- <laughs> and then I think they start to drive, but he uses the chainsaw and so they crash and then yeah. the sister gets stuck because she's pierced by like Yeah, oh yeah. Rebar. She, she's got like a thing going through her. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, she's pinned to the garage and the sister gets out and Leatherface is gone, but she walks over to Sally, who's still alive for whatever reason, <laughs> and is like, There's one shot left in this shotgun. <laughs> You can take it. And we're supposed to be proud of her because she picks up the shotgun and she's ready to go shoot. Yeah, we're proud that she got over her fear of guns. It's so odd. Also, I'm sure that guy had lots of ammo. I'm sure they could right. find another bullet. Because <laughs> yeah, it was like a it was like a like an like an AR, right? Yeah, like, yeah, he had like an AR. Uh, so, okay. But let's use the single shot shotgun. I'm sure <laughs> that only that'll got work. One shot. Do not miss your chance. No. <laughs> it has the same message kind of as 
Yeah, a little bit. It feels like Hamilton, uh, the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> musical. Does he take the older sister or does he just walk into the movie theater? I don't remember what happens there because at this point I tuned out. My brain yes. went to a different world until the ending. There's a part where they're in a movie theater. That part's kind of, I like the tension in that there's, scene. There's a pool. Why was there a pool? I think it was like a sinkhole thing. Maybe. Oh, okay, okay. But there's like a bunch of mannequins covered in cloth and stuff. Yeah, that and like is old cool. movie props. And... The vibes in there were cool. Yes, she's trying to find him with her shotgun. And then he just like leaves the chainsaw on the ground so he can like flank her and then attack. And yeah, I do. Like, <laughs> He's like a Resident Evil boss. Yeah, it's so uh, he literally like throws a chain or like skids it across yeah, the ground yeah. and he, like, like <laughs> turns it on and like Beyblades it across the ground. Like, let it rip. <laughs> Watch like, your ankles. Her ankles or something, right? Yeah, yeah. and then there's like a water fight scene. She shoots him. Yeah. And then he pops out of the water and like starts to drag her down. And then I think the older sister shows up. She like chainsaws her. him or something. I don't They like imply he's very remember. dead. Yes. Cause he, like, he's drowned. like sinking through the water and stuff. It's so lame. This next scene it's is so the lame. most lame scene. In- and, then, <laughs> and then it's just the two sisters and they're surviving. And so they get in their smart car. <laughs> and they put the they put the autopilot on and it starts to drive away and then out of nowhere <laughs> fucking chainsaw slices off the sister's head or does he grab her out of it no i think he just chops her head off he just decaps decapitates the older sister and then is like watching <laughs> she drives very slowly <laughs> car, away he could catch that car like he's so to stop big the car it's, oh, God. One second, one second. It's such a mess. It's such a mess. But Shaky Graves is on the soundtrack, and that's cool. I like that. Yeah, that's cool, except they're driving away, and he could have caught that car and just killed both. It's going so slow. It's going very slow. <laughs> it's like slow. going 20 miles an hour. And she's just, like, screaming, and it's like, couldn't you <laughs> drive the car? You can turn off the Do autopilot something. and drive the car. Because, like, that's why, because they try to, like, run him over, and that's when he chainsaws their car, and they crash earlier. Yeah. Like, she could have tried it again. I don't know. That I feel like the blade's I mean, got to be dull if your at this sister point. just got decapitated, there's no saving anyone. Like, everyone is dead, so I would just drive away. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to go find someone that can actually do right. something here. It's not even like she can, there's no, there's no end to, like, her survivor's guilt, no, nope. she's brought back for a sequel. <laughs> like she's, she's double survivor. Nothing. No. <laughs> it's like it's like Willy Wonka. It's just like you get nothing. Yeah. You lose. <laughs> Good day. Yeah, that's pretty much it. She learned how to shoot a gun. I guess that was supposed to help her. And it didn't do anything. Yeah. Gun does not beat large chainsaw man. So people don't like this movie. If you can. I've talked to people who don't really like care and they're uh, like they thought it was fun like i know a couple people who are like the jump scare at the end was so cool and i'm like huh okay i felt, I felt so unearned it made me angry yeah i hated that i jumped i was like screw you <laughs> so mad. i guess they're getting a sequel we'll see we'll see what happens what are they gonna do like 
I don't know. Is he going like, to become like Michael Myers where it's like, oh, he is the embodiment of evil? Because at this <laughs> point, like, just go arrest him or right. like something. I don't know. I feel like it'd be very easy to take it. Call in like the, the, the big guns or something. Leatherface versus Tank. <laughs> We're going to get a crossover Halloween. <laughs> oh, my God. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. Evil dies tonight. No. They're just, it's going to be like. It's going to be like in WWE when they bring back wrestlers who have been retired for like 15 years and they're like, hey, you guys fight each other now. And it's like they're trying, but they don't have the same magic that they definitely have. Yeah. And it's not a very good fight. Oh, no. <sighs> Anyways. Watch the, I like first the first one. Movie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first one is so good. And it's like. I don't know, cause cause I've watched. You haven't watched any other Texas Chainsaw since like those, right? Just the first three, and then this one. Well, I've seen okay. one of the remakes. I'm pretty mm. sure. I did. the Jessica Alba one. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. So, not a fan. So like I watched that, and it's fine. It's not too bad. And then I watched like Texas Chainsaw 3D and Leatherface and stuff, and it's just the series definitely does kind of crap (laughs) just kind of crap out like what else can you do like it's one of those where it's like what else can you do he's got a chainsaw like there's stuff you could do and i guess they just haven't they had all this time to do the things they probably could have done i think it's it's done it's time to call it (laughs) the illuminati's in the fourth movie what Yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting because, like, both these movies, like, tried to say something and one of them was just, like, so much more wildly successful than the other. This one just feels like it's making fun of people for caring about things. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just, like... Like, it feels like they were mad about cancel culture. Like, the first the first movie is, like, punching up at, like, the U.S. government mm-hmm. and stuff, but this movie is just, like... Just like giving everybody a low blow. Like yeah, it's, it's punching like, down. It's like school shootings are bad, but you need guns because what if giant man with chainsaw? It didn't work out. The man with chainsaw wins, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. I don't have much else to add. No, I think that's all I've got too. I just thought it would be fun to like compare and contrast these two things. <laughs> Our comparison is the second one is bad. I mean, like, because even, I, I don't know, you can argue that, like, the characters in the first movie are very flat, right? Like, they don't have a ton of personality except for, like, sexy young adult. It's like yeah. they're trying to, they're trying to do something in this one, maybe, but just, like, it's bad. It just, it's bad, and they did a bad job. Like, I remember <laughs> hearing people complain, like, that it was, quote, too woke, and I was like... Oh, they're the same people are gonna be like, oh, I didn't know there were politics as checks and chainsaw, but then I watched right. it and I was like, what are they doing? With that? Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, it's a mess. I don't, I don't know what they would do with the sequel except for like, nope, I literally don't know. I literally don't know. They could give him a family again. Remind everybody that Leatherface does indeed fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this leather face to fuck. It's the same one, though, right? <laughs> well, well, 
it's confusing. It's confusing. It's for it, sure. In the, the one, in the one with Matthew McConaughey, they like poke fun. It's like in an unrelated incident with another family of cannibals. It's like um, you have two, there are two leather faces. Like <laughs> Texas, has, Texas has two tall guys that wear people's faces and have families that are cannibals. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like that's more likely to happen in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Shout outs to Florida. You're moving. Leatherface <laughs> is getting getting to Florida. Leatherface goes to Disney World. <laughs> is that gonna is that gonna do it for yeah, us here today? I don't have anything else to add. Um watch both for yourself. Some people probably like the new one. Mm-hmm. It's only an because, hour and a half ish. Yeah, it was very short. Both of them are. I'm looking on Rotten Tomatoes and it has a 27% audience <laughs> score. So I don't know. Maybe don't go watch. It is It is one of those that is fun to watch in a group. Like, I think if I had watched this by myself, I would have been probably more miserable. But yeah. because you and, and Nizno were here, it was a lot more fun. I know Nizno was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told him I told him we were recording this tonight. And he was like, I still haven't seen the first good one. Like, he hasn't seen uh-huh. the first. He's only seen the new bad one. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, we need to watch that. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, we have some very exciting episodes planned, like, yeah. very soon. Soon, Tian. So be on, be on the lookout for those. We will, we will see you in the next episode, yes? Yes, soon. Okay. Bye. You've been listening to Monster Masquerade. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to let us know somewhere on the internet and consider sharing the show with a friend. If you have a suggestion or topic you'd like to see us discuss, hop on over to our Patreon to unlock exclusive bonus content and do just that. And we'd super appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. It's the fastest way to help the show grow. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. <laughs>